I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. All the heavy thinkers and the motivational speakers all say, follow your dreams. And, you know, that's a pretty good point to that. I think you should follow your dreams. I'm doing that as I'm sitting here in my big, comfortable, manly black leather papa chair in my living room following my dreams. Follow your dreams, except for that one where you're naked at work. (laughs) Avoid that one. See, it's true, though. If you don't follow your dreams, you're going to spend your life sitting in some corner gathering dust like the dreary drones in my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot. And another shameless plug, available at Amazon.com. But I, I followed one of my dreams a long time ago when a major record label hired me to do an album of some of the love and touch stories that I was telling on the radio at the time. I thought it was going to be a dream come true, but it turned out to be a nightmare. It was a Hollywood-based record company, and they assigned a typical Hollywood director to the session. Now, this guy must have been a gifted child because no mother in her right mind would have paid for him. He was the kind of guy who, like, if we had texting back then and you told him he was texting too much, I think he would have just kind of tilted his head to one side and smiled. <laughs> He slipped into the gene pool when the lifeguard wasn't watching, that's for sure. But he was a big-time Hollywood director, and I was just a young guy on the radio. So, I did my stories his way. My only excuse is that it was a long time ago, and I was just kind of emerging from my pimple person stage. So I hadn't really figured out that the first step in following your dream is figuring out exactly what your dream is all about. See, I wanted to make a connection with people by telling my stories, because I knew I could do that. And he wanted to sell records. (laughs) It doesn't matter now, because I fixed the stories. I did them my way on the CDs at DickSummer.com. That's another shameless plug, of course, but there's more to it than just hoping that you'll give the CDs a listen. In fact... I think there's more to listening to anybody's good story than most people realize. The only good part about that long-ago record album that I did was the fact that I got him to put a saying on the cover that I really believe in. It says, touches are better than words, but words are better than nothing. Dick's Details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's hurting your feelings out the other ear and you can smile a little. The smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that women are better at multitasking than men. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Then how come women can't have a headache and have sex at the same time? Tell me that. If the answer is Roe and Wade, what is the question? The answer is Roe and Wade. What is the question? Don't know, do you, huh? Of course not. I haven't told you. I'll tell you in a minute. Something else the smart guys always say is paper cuts are more painful than knife cuts. 
<laughs> Next time you're in a nasty neighborhood at night and somebody pulls a knife on you, you sure you want to tell them just get out of my way or I'll hit you with my loose leaf book? I don't think so. And still more smart guys who work in museums tell us that all dinosaurs walked on their toes. Of course they did. How else could they sneak up on the cave guys? Tell me. Oh yeah, if the answer is Roe and Wade, the question is, what were George Washington's choices the night he crossed the Delaware? Roe or Wade? <laughs> kind of a revolting revolutionary thought, isn't it? Dick's details, they take your mind off your mind. Touches are better than words, but words are better than nothing. Keep that in mind for a second, will you? And let me give you some real-life statistics. There's no kidding around. The latest census says that about 35% of American households consist of one person these days and these nights. You know what I think? I think that means we may be getting kind of lonely. Now, put that together with another real-life, no kidding around statistic that just came out of Brigham Young University. It says loneliness is as big a health risk as obesity, substance abuse, and smoking about 15 cigarettes a day. Now, here's what I think that has to do with a good story, mine or anybody else's. When I'm really into telling a story, and the person listening is really drawn into it, we're connecting with each other's feelings. It means we're actually touching each other's emotions even though we may be miles apart because we're both getting the feelings from the story. Maybe that means a good story can help when you're lonely. I think it does. And I guess everybody has been there, done that. You know, everybody's been lonely. It feels like you've landed up in the junk email file and then, then somebody hits delete. And if you try to fight that feeling, it fights back firsthand experience. So maybe instead of fighting feeling lonely, you can just not have to pay attention to feeling lonely, at least for a little while. Feel something else. If you let yourself get started paying attention to the feelings in a really good story, maybe that'll turn things around for you. Touches are better than words, but words are better than nothing. One of the CDs on DickSummer.com is called Love Comes When You Least Expect It. I kind of thought that was an interesting title because I found that it's usually true. But the opposite is sometimes true, too. Love often goes away when you least expect it. And that's when the lonely grabs you. One of the chapters in this story goes like this. There are always more questions than answers on an answering machine. There's a commercial Friday at 2. Can you make it? The printing isn't going to be done in time for the seminar. Can you use a partial order? Where the heck were you this weekend? We played stickball without you and we won. Can you stay away next weekend too? Ha, ha, ha. How about you and Barbara coming over for dinner Thursday night? And the usual hang-ups. And an unusual one. Hang-up, hang-up, hang-up. Long pause. And tears. Tears that I've heard before. They go with the voice that said, go to her and be happy. Don't look back. Just go. I knew that voice from the time it was full of young girl giggles. It sang Christmas carols next to me in church. It screamed my name when we made love. 
laughed with quick kisses when I almost missed you. It groaned with rich, long, red, deep, wet kisses when I caught you by surprise. Are you all right? When did you call? Was it the middle of the night? Did you have that nightmare where the man with no face pops out of a hole and grabs you? You're not getting sick, are you? That usually happens when you're getting sick. Why did you call? Did loneliness take that big a bite out of your pride? Or did you meet someone who made you feel sorry for me? That wouldn't be a big surprise. You're much more beautiful than I've ever been able to get you to understand. Or did you just call to find out if I still love you? You're not losing faith in yourself, are you? Don't try to run from yourself. You could get lost. Then where would you be? Of course, I still love you. It's just none of your business anymore. The sound of her voice on the answering machine told him a story that hurt much more than just the words. The sound of her voice telling that story was a power that went way beyond the words. In fact, it turned the words into a lifelong fantasy for him. I was going to do a second CD about how love comes and goes when you least expect it, but I never did. I wrote a lot of it, but I never really recorded it. Maybe I should. Because here's one of the chapters that I might record someday. It's about a guy with a telephone answering machine, that same guy, but, but it's a lot of years later. And there are hard facts that went into all those years. One of those hard facts is that lots of things have changed in his life. For example, he's now probably suffering from phantom hair pain. <laughs> his chest has slipped down behind his belt. He's beginning to forget things, lots of things, telephone numbers, where he lives, that kind of thing. But he has never been able to forget a certain fantasy. And I think it started with the sound of her voice on his answering machine all those years ago. Who the heck is that guy in the shaving mirror, huh? <laughs> Looks a lot like my dad, including the, the gray hair and the wrinkles. Always wanted to be like my dad. Dad was a good, no-nonsense, hard-facts guy. Fact of the matter is, I guess I'm a little different. Hard fact is, I still follow fantasies, writing poems and telling bad jokes and watching and listening as, as God flexes his muscles in thunderstorms. And when no one is watching, I sometimes even play a fantasy guitar. And there's a long-ago woman who's in some of my fantasies. Who the heck asked her to star in my fantasies for all of these years? And how come fantasies stay so fresh and so strong for so long? 
I can't help wonder if she and I would have been as happy as I have been with the woman who's actually been in my life for all of these years. I really hope my fantasy girl's life has been as good with somebody else as might have been with me. Sometimes when I think back through all of those years, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. Sometimes my fantasies about her play hardball and and sometimes I get hit by a pitch right in the middle of the game. I start wondering if I'd even recognize her now after all of these years if she were just some quick, startled glimpse through a closing elevator door. Would I know her back on a crowded bus? stood one hip higher than the other in your plaid pleated skirt and your eyes shining and turning the whole room blue impatient for a night of love would you even recognize me after all these years would you want to there are lines you never saw in my face now and there's different color in my hair Will you still make my eyes change when you smile? Would you smile again? Do you ever look back so many years? And, and if you do, what, what fantasies do you remember? Do you remember how I wanted to be a muscle-bound giant? And, and would you laugh the way you used to laugh when you reminded me that big muscle-bound guys tend to lose fights to little guys with slingshots. The hard fact is that I don't even know where you're living now, except here in my fantasies. Do you still chew at the top of your pen? Does your hair still fall over your eyes when you laugh? Do you still cover your face when you cry? Does my name ever pop up in your mind while you're getting out of a taxi in the middle of a rainy midnight. Do you think we were really in love? Do you think there was ever really a we? Did you get into that story? Could you feel the changes? But could you feel the hard facts crumble when they, they hit the power of that fantasy? How did it make you feel? You realize if it made you feel anything, then we connected while that story was on. That means you weren't feeling alone, even if you were, because you connected with the story. And I was telling the story.
First part of the story is called The Answering Machine. It's from My Love Comes When You Least Expect It Spoken Word CD. Second part, well, I don't know, maybe I'll record it, maybe not. Frankly, it hurts a little. If you like these stories, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy of The Answering Machine, just go back to DickSummer.com. Check out The Love Comes When You Least Expect It icon on the homepage. I'm glad I did get one thing right on that long-ago major label recording. The statement on the front of the jacket, touches are better than words, but words are better than nothing. And you know, I learned a lot from the experience. I think the biggest lesson I learned is speak with your own voice. Don't just be somebody else's echo. Follow your dreams. And a dream I've had ever since I was a little kid listening to the radio that was tucked under my pillow at night was telling my own stories in my own voice, making a connection with somebody who was listening. Because just for that few minutes, neither one of us had to feel lonely. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.